I want to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Revelation. As I said, Children's Church may be dismissed if those would like to go to Children's Church. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Y'all can uh, either bring the, if y'all would, bring them seats, them chairs right up here. Brother Chris, if you would sit on that side closest to where your final destination is as uh, a dirty devil. Amen. Not literally, thank God, but uh, figuratively. And then, uh, uh, Jaden, if you would sit right here and then have Brother Chris to sit over there. Thank you, brother. the book of Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Now listen, if you uh, are okay sitting where you're sitting, I'm going to be going through a lot of information in a moment. Uh, Unfortunately, I do not have a PowerPoint. I'm not going to use that today. So I just want you to journey with me, walk with me through the Bible. I want to tell you the ultimate destination of Satan, the lake of fire. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20, and verse 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I want to repeat it. The devil which was cast in the lake of fire, the devil that deceived them, the devil that deceived them, the devil that deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and forever. The devil rages down the book of Genesis, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. We come to the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, we find out the dirty devil is out to deceive. And first there's the dialogue with Eve. The dialogue turns into the doubt. The doubt turns into deception. The deception turns into death. And then death turns into deliverance. You remember the account, the biblical account, where Satan said to Eve, Oh, God hadn't really said you cannot eat of the tree of the knowledge of both good and evil. In the day you eat it, you, sh- you won't surely die. He began the dialogue with Eve. And that dialogue turned into doubt. You will not surely die, said the devil. You'll not die. And Eve saw the fruit was good, and she took of the fruit and gave it to her husband, and death was the result. God said, in the day you eat the fruit, you'll surely die. But wait a minute. The devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. We celebrate today that the Lord Jesus will cast the devil in the lake of fire and Then comes the deliverance. In the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, 
the Bible declares the first prophetic passage that, watch this, he shall bruise him on his heel, but he will bruise him on his head. It's the first prophetic passage in the Scripture. The devil rages down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only Son. We turn to the pages of the book to the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, there rose up a Pharaoh that did not know Joseph. And the people of God were in bondage for 430 years. So God raised up a man by the name of Moses. And Moses was used by God. Let my people go that they may serve me. That's the purpose that God saves any one of us. And it was the process of ten plagues, the last of which was the death of the firstborn and the children of Israel under the mighty guidance of Moses was told to put the blood of a lamb on the door and on the lentils of the homes and when the death angel passed over when he saw the blood he passed over I want to tell you the devil rages down to the ages but the devil's been overcome by God's only son and when God sees the blood on your life and your life and your life and your life and my life, His judgment, His wrath passes over us because the blood of His Son. Oh yes, we turn in the book of Leviticus in the Bible. In Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. It's this reason I put it upon the altar to make atonement for your soul. It's in the blood that makes atonement for the soul. And the devil has raged down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only Son. That's why we celebrate today. We turn to the book of Numbers, the third book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and fourth, Numbers. The key word for the book of Numbers is direction. Why? Because the people of God were wandering 40 years in the wilderness. And God had given them a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We call it the Abrahamic covenant. Found in Genesis chapter 12 through Genesis chapter 15. By the way, it will be fulfilled in the time when Christ comes again. And sets up his millennial kingdom. And I don't think that's very far away. But until then, in the book of Numbers, the devil rages down to the ages. But the devil's been overcome by God's only son. I find in chapter 21 of the book of Numbers, there's an account where the people of God, hear me, started whining and murmuring and complaining. I visited one of our men yesterday, Brother Phil Phillips. Hadn't seen him in quite a while. He's in the nursing home up in Blairsville, Georgia. Oh, Brother Bill, Phil was a, is a precious man of God. And Brother Phil, uh, though he's getting weak, he'll turn 87 years old on November the 18th. He said, Brother Randy, there's too much shouting. I'm sorry, he said, there's too much pouting and not enough shouting. I said, Brother Phil, you're right. But the people of God, imagine, were whining and complaining. Is there anybody here that would say this week, I've been complaining instead of thanking God for his blessings? In the book of Numbers 21, God sent some fiery serpents in the camp, and they bit the people, but God said to Moses, if you'll build a brass serpent, put it on a pole, lift it up. If the people look, they can live. Look and live. Look and live. Say it with me. Look and live. One more time. Will you look to Jesus today? Don't look to a preacher. Don't look to an evangelist. Don't look to uh, somebody you know. I've got my faults. You've got your faults. 
I want to tell you something. Jesus, there's no fault in him. Amen. And he's the one you need to measure your life by. Not me, not your friend or your neighbor, not your family, but Jesus. And the Lord said to Moses, if you lift up that serpent in the wilderness, when the people look, they can live. C.H. Spurgeon was saved by that very phrase, look and live, as a young 16-year-old teenager stumbling into a snowy winter church. He didn't even know the pastor, but he stood up and said, son, you need to look and live, look and live. And oh, yes. The devil rages down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only Son. Jesus said in the Gospel of John chapter 3 and verse 14, he said as Moses lifted up the serpent of the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. We come to the book of Deuteronomy. I'm telling you, the devil's raged down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only Son. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18, God says, if a man says something's going to happen, and it doesn't happen, mark him down as a false prophet. I'm telling you, if somebody says something's going to happen, it doesn't happen, they're a false prophet. But God said the criteria, yes, the plumb line is 100% correct. That's Deuteronomy chapter 18. Oh, yes, the devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. I said Jesus said the devil's a liar. He's the father of lies. The book of John chapter 8 and verse 44. Yes, hey, don't listen to the lies of the devil. But wait a minute. We come to the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua, and Joshua is told, Moses, my servant, is dead. Rise up. Go over this Jordan River. And there the children of Israel walk across the Jordan River on dry land. And the first thing they encounter is a little city called Jericho. You remember Jericho? They were to march around the city six times in six days. And on the seventh day, they would march around it seven times. And on the seventh time, they were to blow the shofar. And guess what happened? The walls came tumbling down. Is there anybody here today that you need some walls to come tumbling down in your life? Some walls of rejection. Some walls of anger. Some walls of lust. Some walls of of jealousy, some walls of uh, pride. Well, I want to tell you in the book of Joshua, they came to another city. The city's name was Ai. But in the midst of Ai, there was a man by the name of Achan who coveted some Babylonian garments and learned this lesson, learn it well. What we cover up, God uncovers. But thank God what we uncover, he covers with his blood. And there Achan had coveted some Babylonian garments and silver. And the next thing you know, there was sin in the camp and they could not defeat AI until they dealt with the sin. I'm glad to tell you the devil rages down through the ages but the devil's been overcome by God's only son and when they dealt with the sin God let them move on. Yes we come to the book of Judges. Listen in the book of Judges the key word is cycles. People fell into sin but God raised up a judge and the judges in those days were men like Gideon, men like Jephthah, women like Deborah and Fourth, a man by the name of Samson. He was the son of Manoah. And Samson was a Nazarite from birth, one of the strongest men that ever lived. And yet Samson had to have the Philistine girls, one of which was Delilah. And God said, don't you mix within heathen women. But Samson, he had to have that 
little girl named Delilah. And no wonder he was deceived. I'm talking about a man who tied 300 foxes' tails and burned down the barley fields of the Philistines. I'm talking about a man who took a jawbone of a donkey and slay 1,000 Philistines. I'm talking about a man who could pick up the gates of Gaza and carry it 17 miles in the sand. This was a man of all men, the strongest man that ever lived. And yet, he let, uh, remember, listen to me, little compromises lead to big consequences. And as someone has said, daily decisions determine destiny. And there he's getting his hair cut in the devil's barber shop. That woman had, him, had his head in her lap and she begins to cut his hair off. Little did he know, he had no strength after that. And the Philistines jumped on him. They put out his eyes. He lost his eyes. He lost his hair. And he lost his strength. Samson learned. And we're to learn. Sin blinds. Sin binds. Sin makes crying like a dumb animal. But wait a minute, I want to tell you today, it ain't over till it's over. Oh yes, because God let his hair grow back one more time. I can see old Samson as he's on that, uh, that great arena. And the Philistines are partying down below. And he prayed, dear God, give me strength one more time. And down came the house and killed more Philistines during that time than any other in the history of Samson. Wait a minute. That was not a suicide, mind you. Rather, that was a martyrdom. Samson died a martyr. Why? The devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. We come to the book of uh, Ruth. Ruth is a little Moabite maid who married a bachelor in Bethlehem named Boaz. I like what Ruth said. She's from a pagan land. And her mother-in-law named, named Naomi had a husband to die, Elimelech. They came from Bethlehem to Moab. And Ruth was at a crossroads in her life. Like some of you are at a crossroads in your life. You can move on with God or go back. What are you going to do today? Ruth said to Naomi, thy people should be my people and thy God should be my God. Where you go, I'll go. Where you dwell, I'll dwell. Ruth made that lifelong decision. I'm going to follow Jesus. How many of y'all have made that? Let me see your hand. I'm going to follow Jesus. But wait a minute. They came a famine, and then the field, chapter 2, and then a fate, chapter 3, and then a famine, chapter 4. This Boaz, the bachelor in Bethlehem, had a mama named Rahab. She was a harlot, mind you. Why? The devil reaches down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. And Boaz had compassion. Next thing you know, Boaz and Ruth, he redeems Ruth. You can read it in the book of uh, First. And rather in the book of Ruth and you know the old story Ruth and Boaz sitting in a tree K-I-S-S-I-N-G first comes love then comes marriage then comes Obed in a baby carriage and then from Obed they had a little boy named Jesse and from Jesse they had a little boy named David oh yes Ruth is mentioned in the genealogical line of our Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel of Matthew and chapter number one I'm glad that included me in his genealogical line and so David listen to me David will sit on the throne be a co-regent with our Lord Jesus Christ have you not read the book of Ezekiel chapter 35 have you not read the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 
The devil rages down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. We come to the book of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. The key character is David. When others saw a shepherd boy, God saw a king. Oh, yes, there could be a king in you. There could be a king in you. And you see... David had to face a giant. How many of you are facing a giant today? you got a giant you're facing. I want to tell you, God can kill the giant. I love what David said. David said, you come to me with swords and spears, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. How many believe today one plus God is a majority? Amen and amen and amen. Well, David, uh, yes, we come to the book of First and Second Kings. David had a son named Solomon. Remember, the devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. We read over there in the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10, he'll be cast in the lake of fire where the false prophet and the beast are to be tormented forever and ever and ever, and I'll be glad. Oh, listen, y'all aren't with me today. I'm telling you, the devil is out to deceive. He's killed, steal, and destroy. Solomon was told to build a temple. It was the uh, aftermath of the tabernacle. And God told Solomon, by the way, in 931 B.C., Solomon died and the kingdom was divided. Why? Solomon had to have his 700 wives and 300 concubines and they turned his heart away from God and God had to bring chastisement upon the people of God. Listen to this. Solomon built the temple. You know how long it took him to build it? Seven years approximately. You know how long it took him to build his house? Twice as long. Solomon had his priorities in the wrong place. Listen, I love you. Look up here. I love you, but I want to tell you, a lot of us, if we're not careful, we can get our priorities in the wrong place. Unless I don't have time for God during the week. I don't have time for God. I'm glad you're here, beloved, but are your priorities in the right place? Have you put God first in your life? The devil rages down to the ages. The devil's been overcome by God's only son. Hey, the devil doesn't care if you're just religious. The devil doesn't care if you just come to church maybe once a year and just a little dab will do you. Hello. But the devil don't want you to serve God. And the devil don't want you to follow Jesus. And the devil don't want you to take up a cross. But the devil's been overcome. Hallelujah. 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 We come to the book of First Chronicles and Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 3 and verse 1 says, the place where the temple would be built was the very place where the Dome of the Rock stands today. Do you know where that's at? If you went back to the book of Genesis chapter 22, you'd find out that's where Abraham offered Isaac. That's the very spot where David paid. Watch this. He paid. Guess how much David paid? 600 shekels of gold. Modern day money would have been about $300,000. We're talking about 3,000 years ago. Hello. $300,000. David paid cash money for that threshing floor called Ornan the Jebusite. What am I saying? I'm saying the Jews had the right to the Temple Mount. Hello? I don't care what the Palestinians say. I don't care what Russia says. I don't care what the Syrians say. It doesn't matter what uh, Hamas says. God said they paid for it with their own money. It's theirs. I want to tell you something. Listen to me. The very place where David paid for the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite is the very place where Solomon began to build the temple in 2 Chronicles 3 and verse 1. You keep your eye on that place. That gold dome of the rock is coming down. Why? Because they're right now in the process of getting ready to rebuild the temple. Have you been reading? 
Have you been hearing the news? Their preparation perhaps even right now. In fact, it is right now. The gathering of a red heifer. How many of y'all heard of a red heifer? Let me see your hand. The red heifer has got to come. Why? There have been nine red heifers in the history of Israel. There must be a tenth red heifer. Why? Because of the purification of the next temple and the purification of God's people. That Antichrist will sit. The devil's uh, uh, Messiah, the Antichrist, will sit in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Oh, yes, the temple will be rebuilt. Things are happening right now. All you got to do is look around and see the word of God is being fulfilled. But we come from First and Second Chronicles to the book of Ezra. In the book of Ezra, the devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. In the book of Ezra, there was a king by the name of Cyrus. Some compare him with Donald Trump. I don't know about that, but I know this. In the book of Isaiah 45, God predicts a king named Cyrus would come to power hundreds of years before it ever happened. Oh, yes, God's word is true. God's word is uh, sound. The devil wants you to think you can't believe God's word. Hath God really said? But wait a minute. In Ezra, this king signed a decree. 50,000 Jews would go back to their homeland. Why? To rebuild the temple. And furthermore, he would pay the the fee for the rebuilding of the temple. It's a fulfillment of God's holy word. Yes, Ezra. But in the book of Nehemiah, we're talking about, and by the way, the temple was rebuilt in 516 B.C. It's not up for debate. It is historical information. And yet, 100 approximately years later, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, 445 B.C., you know what Nehemiah did? He went back and saw the walls were broken down. And he wept and he prayed and he fasted. And he was the cupbearer to the king. And God put it in his heart to rebuild the walls. Is there anybody here today? The walls need to be rebuilt of love and forgiveness and releasing the unforgiveness and releasing the bitterness and trusting in Jesus Christ. Nehemiah built the wall in 52 days in spite of Sanballat, Tobiah, and uh, others who were opposing the work of God. Listen to me. The people of God had a mind to work. Oh, yes. Isn't it amazing? One plus God is a majority. In the book of Nehemiah, the devil rages down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. Then we come to the book of uh, Esther. In the book of Esther, you do know that God's name is not mentioned on one single page. However, his providential presence is present in every single page of the book of Esther. What's the book of Esther about? The devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. In the book of Esther, there's a young Jewish woman, and first there's the big party. Ahasuerus, the king of Persia, throws a big party. He wants his queen, Bastide, to parade in front of his buddies, and some say without clothes. I don't know, but I know this. She said no, and consequently she was ejected from being the queen. That left an opening. God had a plan, like God's got a plan for your life. Yes, God is in control. You say, Brother Pastor, I can't see that. Well, if you'll open up your eyes, you'll see that God's got a plan. Here comes Esther, this little Jewish woman who has an adopted father named Mordecai. And yet in the account, there's a villain who's a prototype of the Antichrist. What's his name? His name is Haman. Haman plotted and planned to exterminate the Jews and annihilate them, every one of them. But guess what? 
It ain't over till it's over. God's got a plan for the Jews, just like he's got a plan for the church. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And brother, he's going to fulfill it just like he said he would. And Esther, Mordecai says, who knows what you are come to the kingdom such a time as this. Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Today in Israel, they still celebrate what's called the Feast of Purim. Why? God supernaturally intervened. The devil wanted to throw a monkey wrench in that genealogical line of our Lord Jesus Christ. But oh, he's overcome. I said the devil's overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We love not our lives unto death. We come to the book of Job. In the book of Job chapter 1, there's the sons of God and, and the devil comes before God. And the devil says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And God says, have you considered, God says, have you considered my servant Job? The devil said, yeah, he's serving you, but you take down that hedge around him. He'll curse you to your face. I'm glad to tell you the devil's on a leash Devil rages down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. And there, one calamity after another calamity, there Job's children, seven sons, three daughters, they're having a birthday party. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What's that black cloud? It's a tornado. Boom! The house caves in. Seven sons, three daughters killed just like that. On top of that, he lost his sheep. On top of that, he lost his servants. On top of that, he lost his camel. On top of that, he lost his oxen. On top of that, he lost his own health. And there he is sitting in a pile of potsherd and ashes, scraping his balls, these putrefying sores. And the devil says, curse God and die. Even Miss Snobby Job said, curse God and die. Oh, yes, the devil's behind it. But Job said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, the devil reaches down to the ages, and we come in the book of Job and find three friends come, Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar, and they all said, there's sin in your life, Job. That's why you're suffering. Hey, sin may not be in your life, but I want to tell you, there was a young man named Elihu that came, and God finally broke through. He never told uh, Job why he went through what he's going through, but the devil's behind it all, and I can see old Job. He's got bags under his eyes. His breast stinks. He's lost weight. He's about ready to give up. Is there anybody here that came in the house of God today? You've been having a hard time. You've been going through a lot of stuff. But God said it ain't over till it's over. I'll be with you to the end. Yes, the devil rages down to the ages. But the devil's been overcome by God's only son. In the book of Job chapter 42, we find out Job repented. And he said, after God said, where were you and when I formed the foundation of the world and the morning stars sang together and the sons of God. Oh yes, God is sovereign. But we come to the book of Psalm. The devil knows if he can rob you of your song. If he can rob us from praising the Lord, he's got us right there. And we come to the book of Proverbs, the wisdom of God. How many need wisdom today? I certainly need wisdom. Remember, daily decisions determine destiny. Hey, God, give us wisdom from heaven that comes from you that's first pure and peaceable without hypocrisy and without partiality. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The devil is trying to rob us of wisdom and praise. We come to the book of Ecclesiastes. In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon is looking back on his life. He is an older man at this time. And he looks back and his life is in shambles. Anybody here regret things you've done in the past? 
I want to tell you something. Jonah learned that we serve a God of a second chance. You might have blown it yesterday, but today is a new day. And Solomon learned. Y'all listen. Solomon learned wine, women, and wealth. There's more life than wine, women, and wealth. There's more to life than houses and lands and parties. Solomon learned. And may God help us to learn that to fear God and love the Lord and serve the Lord. That's where satisfaction will come in your life. Oh, yes. We come to the book of Song of Solomon. In this book of Song of Solomon, Solomon is married to a bride. It's a picture of Christ and the bride, the bride of Christ. I talked with a man yesterday. He said, preacher, I don't have to go to church in order to be a Christian. I said, I know that. I agree. But if you're a Christian, you ought to want to go to church. Oh, my soul. Why? I told a man that told me, he said, I'm not into that organized religion. I said, I understand. I'm not, I'm not into organized religion either. I'm in a relationship with God, praise the Lord. And by the way, I asked this person, I wasn't being sarcastic. I asked this person, I want to ask you today. Can you all hear me? I want to ask you today. What Jesus loves, you ought to love and I ought to love. And the Bible says he loved the church and gave himself for it. It's like there's too many hypocrites down in that church. I know a bunch of hypocrites down in that church. Well, guess what? There's always room for one more. I mean, you let God deal with the hypocrites, you're not going to have to answer for him, and you're not going to have to answer for her, and you're not going to have to answer for me. I'm going to have to answer for me. You're going to have to answer for you. And I tell you, one day when we stand before God, even as a Christian at the judgment seat of Christ, it matters how you live. Amen. The devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. And we come to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14. Lucifer wants to be like God. I will be like the most high God. Why? Because of pride in his heart according to Ezekiel chapter 28. And you know what God did? He kicked him out of heaven. He went from the third heaven to the first heaven according to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. And one day Michael and his angels according to Revelation 12 will war with the devil and his angels. We saw him a moment ago. And he'll be thrown from the third, second heaven rather to earth. Why? His time is short. Revelation 12, 6. He knows his time's short. How many have declared war against the devil? How many have declared war against the devil? Come on, man. We're not just religious. We're in a battle. And the battle is for your family. Daddies, y'all listen to me. Me and you are supposed to be the spiritual leaders in our home. Can you hear me? Step up to the plate. Start leading your family. I love you, but i got to tell you, there's so many men today who are not uh, stepping up. And I'm not perfect either. But God can give you grace to be the priest of your home, the provider of your home, the protector of your home, and women too, to have a heart for God, being the heart of the home, not nagging and fussing and all of that, but being an example. Oh, yes. What about it? The devil rages down through the ages. We come to the book of Isaiah chapter 65. The devil's been overcome by God's only son. You know what's going to happen? In, his, in Isaiah 65, there's going to come a time when the lion shall lay down with the lamb and the wolf and the Kids shall eat together, and the bear and the ox shall eat straw together, and a child shall play with a cobra, and the child will live to be 120 years old. When in the world's all that going to happen? In the millennial reign, when Christ comes, sets up his 1,000 years after the rapture of the church, after the judgment seat of Christ, after the marriage of the Lamb, after the second coming of Christ, you mentioned two should be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. That one taken to be taken in judgment. One to be left to enter into the millennial reign. I used to think it was the rapture. But technically speaking, God said that he's going to judge this whole world. Listen, 
Isaiah. But in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts I think toward your thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You shall seek me. You'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. What's he saying? He's saying Israel will be in captivity 70 years. Why? Because they disobeyed God. Why? Because God was chastising his people. But God wasn't finished. The devil was out to deceive. And the devil would not. Uh, he put thoughts in their mind. They did not lay the land be rest for seven, every seven years. We call it the sabbatical. If you want to look this up, it's Leviticus chapter 25. Consequently, God said 70 years. You've been, how many know your Bible? How many know your Bible? I'm telling one of my goals today is that the people of God know their Bible. Amen. That's why we're going through the books of the Bible to see the battle rages. Most people know Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. They don't know the book of Zephaniah. They had no idea what the book of Haggai is about. They had no idea what the book of Habakkuk is about. Why? Hadn't studied the Bible. And there's a cult out there. There are cults out there that are studying and reading, and the average Christian doesn't have the foggiest idea concerning Bible prophecy and uh, Old Testament prophecy and even the New Testament for that matter. I'm not saying that critically because you're here. My goal is we'll get through the word of God. And so Jeremiah says, I'm going to bring my people back to their homeland. I already mentioned that in the book of Ezra. Connect the dots. Jeremiah. In Lamentations, he's a man of sorrows. Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel, God sees. Ezekiel sees rather the glory of God. Have you seen the glory of God? But wait a minute. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, in chapter number 8, Ezekiel looks through a hole in the wall. He goes over to Jerusalem, and you know what he sees? He sees a hole in the wall. And you know what he sees? He sees the cream of the crop, the 70 uh, most so-called spiritual of the elite of Israel. They're worshiping idols. They're weeping. The women are over Tammuz, who would be the daughter, or rather the son of Semiramis and Nimrod. Oh, Ezekiel, no wonder God says, my glory is gone. The glory of God departs from the, from the Ark of the Covenant. The glory of God departs from the temple. The glory of God in the book of Ezekiel departs. It departs from the Mount of Olives. But wait a minute. The devil rages down through the ages, and the devil's been overcome by God's only son. One day, God's going to bring back his glory. I read that in the book of Ezekiel chapter 43. The glory is coming back to the temple. How many believe that God, we need your glory in America? Oh, how many need your God's glory in your life right now, in your heart right now? You know where you're at. You're in a dark time in your life. Oh, there's no joy. There's no peace. There's no fulfillment. There's no satisfaction. God said, I'll bring back my glory. We turn to the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel, Daniel is warring with the prince of Persia. He's fasted and prayed 21 days. And the devil is raging down through the ages. But the devil has been overcome by God's only son. A breakthrough comes. And God says in Daniel, I will give you, the father's going to give the son dominion and a kingdom. His kingdom, there shall be no end. Why? The Lord is going to throw the devil in the lake of fire. Oh, yes, he is. We come to the book of Hosea. Hosea is characterizing Israel as he was commanded to marry a wife, namely a Gomer. Why? To God to demonstrate him that he had unconditional love for his people. And Hosea was to love his wife unconditionally. The devil rages. Uh, oh, down to the ages. But the devil's been overcome by God's only son. We come to the book of Joel. In the book of Joel, Joel sees these invading locusts. What are they? Assyria would invade the northern kingdom. What's the year? 722 B.C. And you know what? 
The devil rages down through the ages. But God said in the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 25, he's able to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Somebody ought to say glory. Somebody ought to say amen. Somebody ought to say I was lost. Somebody ought to say I was backslidden. Somebody ought to say I got out of the will of God. But God's not finished with us yet. Joel, he's the hope of Israel. Amos, here's a cowboy with cowboy boots on. You know what he's doing? He's pinching figs. He's a fig pincher. He's more than that. He's a prophet of God. And he says, prepare to meet thy God. In the book of Amos chapter 4 and verse 12, prepare to meet thy God. Oh, yes. Amos, he's the husbandman. Obadiah. Obadiah's a little book. It's just got one chapter. You know what Obadiah's about? Obadiah's about the judgment of God upon Edom. Why? Because Esau, you know, he relocated to Edom, otherwise known as Petra. You know what the Edomites did? When the temple was being burned down, some say they participated in the burning of the temple. And God says, you don't mess with my house, amen. And the devil rages down to the ages. And God says in the book of Obadiah, I'll send a Savior. Obadiah, he's a Savior. Oh, yes. Thank God. Oh, yes. Obadiah, the Savior. Then we come uh, not only to Joel and Amos and Obadiah, but the book of Nahum. And as we come to Jonah, the book of Jonah, he, he said, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Mittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh. And the devil said, No, you don't have to do that. You can do your own thing. But wait a minute. We serve a God of a second chance. In the second chapter of the book of Jonah, the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Why? God's still in control. Yes, he is. We come to the book of Micah, chapter 6 and verse 8. You know what it says? What does the Lord require of thee? But to love mercy. Do justly and walk humbly with your God. Oh, yes, Micah, he's the ruler of Israel. Nahum, in the book of Nahum, you know what that's all about? It's about this, the Ninevites. God sent a revival during the days of Jonah. One hundred years later, the Ninevites were cruel people, barbaric people. And God said, I'm going to send judgment. Listen to me. It might seem like things people are getting by today, sinning against God, living wickedly. God said in chapter 1, verse 3, God will not at all equip the wicked. How many believe there's payday someday? How many believe that our sin will find us out? How many believe what a man sows, that's what he also reaps? Oh, yes. In the book of Nahum, the Lord is good, a strong tower. In the day of trouble, anybody need a strong tower? In the book of Nahum, in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk is wondering, where is God? Why is God leading all this heathen nation to come in, the Babylonians, the Chaldeans? Oh, yes, he couldn't understand. Why? The devil is out to deceive, to kill, steal, and destroy. But God said through Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain, that they that read it may run with it, though it tarry, it will surely come to pass. Oh, God said, I'm going to bring my people out of bondage and captivity. God promises to be with us. Yes, he does. Habakkuk, he's the holy God. Zephaniah, they have portrayed Jesus is the king of Israel. Haggai, in the book of Haggai. You know what happens? The people of God are living in their fancy houses. They're driving their nice cars, and God's house is going lacking. Habakkuk says, this isn't right. Money's burning a hole in your pocket. Hey, put God first in your life. It's not just about money. It's about your heart. It's about your time. It's about your treasures. It's about your talent. Are you serving the Lord? Haggai says, rise up and build the sanctuary of the Lord. And they did. Not only Haggai, but Zechariah are contemporaries during that time to rebuild the temple. I mentioned to you, 516 B.C. is when the temple was rebuilt. Yes, Haggai. We come to the book of Zechariah. 
In the book of Zechariah chapter 3, there's a beautiful picture of a man who's standing. His name is Joshua. And he's standing before the Lord. And he's clothed in filthy garments. And you guess what? The devil points his finger. The devil points his finger. The devil points his finger and says, guilty, guilty, guilty. And this is a picture in Zechariah chapter number 3. Guilty. But wait a minute. There comes one. There comes one. There comes one before the Father. The devil is saying guilty. Pointing his finger. Guilty, guilty, guilty. I cannot deny the charges. I'm guilty. You're guilty. You're guilty. You're guilty. We're all guilty. We're all guilty. But wait a minute. Jesus, his father. On the basis of my blood, I poured out my blood on the altar. And God the Father sees the devil pointing at Joshua saying, guilty, guilty, guilty. Look what they've done. Look how they've lived. Look what they said. Look where they went. Guilty. But Jesus takes our stand and says, Father, on the basis of my blood, I plead forgiveness and mercy. And God the Father looks at the blood and says, forgiven. No longer guilty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the book of Zechariah chapter 3. We come to the book of Malachi. The priests were offering up sick animals, weak animals, crippled animals. That was a no-no. And they were offering up the least they had. I only believe that God deserves the best. I say God deserves the best of our time. He deserves the best of our substance, our self, our service. And God said, the Son of God will rise with healing in his wings. The days of Elijah are coming. <laughs> oh, yes. The devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all portray Matthew as Jesus, the king of the Jews. Mark as a servant of the Lord. John, uh, Luke, rather, the son of man. Uh, but John declares Jesus as the son of God. If you believe on him, the devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. In the book of Acts, Jesus is the ascended Lord. He's going to heaven. He's going to go to heaven. He lifts up his hands and gets off of the Mount of Olivet, where he's coming back again. Romans chapter 16 and verse 20, Paul said, May the God of peace shortly bruise Satan under your heels. Amen. Woo! Bruise that devil in the name of Jesus. There's some of you today, you've been listening to the lies of the devil, and you need to say, In the name of Jesus, Satan, get behind me. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. They loved not their lives unto death. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians. The devil transforms himself as an angel of light. Oh, yes. He, he changes his color as an angel of light. He's come to deceive. In Matthew 24, verse number 4, verse 5, verse 11, verse 24, Jesus said deception will be evident in the last days. How many believe the devil's lying? Oh, yes, he's a liar, but he's going to the lake of fire. Yes, Maranatha, the Lord comes. We come to the book of Galatians. In Galatians, people are trying to live for God legalistically. How many today? 
You say, well, as long as I do my little checklist, I, I do my religious duties, and I'm okay with God. That's what they were doing in the church of Galatia. Legalism, law. Hey, look, when we get saved, it's not legalism laws of 613 commandments. It's to serve the Lord by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. Oh, yes. We come to the book of Ephesians. You know it. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be stand against the wiles of the devil, the schemes, the traps, the, the plans and plots of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness and high places and against... Oh, yes. So take up the whole armor of God. We come to the book of Philippians. If the devil knows he can rob you of joy, he's got you. Why? Because people rob us of joy. Circumstances rob us of joy. Things. We think we own things. We don't own things. They own us. We owe, we owe. It's off the work we go. We don't have time to serve God. Hello. Worry will rob us of joy. Worry. Be careful for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Philippians. Colossians. Chapter 2. Verse 13, 14, 15. Jesus, strip and spoil principalities. Strip and spoil principalities and powers. Made a public open display of them, trumpeting over them in it. First Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Paul says, he'll sit in the temple of God, the Antichrist, showing himself that he is God. He said the mystery of iniquity, verse 7 of chapter number 2 of 2 Thessalonians. The mystery of iniquity has already worked. Only now he who let will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Oh, yes, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. She's sent in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. The mystery of iniquity is already working. And now he who let it will let it to be taken out of the way. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord, look, Jaden, look, the Lord will consume with the spirit of his mouth. The Lord will consume him with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him who's coming after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. All deceivableness of unrighteousness. Because they receive not the love of the truth for this cause, shall God send them a strong illusion, they might believe a lie. They might all be damned because they received not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I hear somebody sitting here saying, Brother Pastor, I came to church on Easter. I don't know about all this, uh, uh, all this hell and stuff, all this stuff is. Hey, look, don't listen to the devil. It's real, it's real, it's real. Jesus taught about it in the Bible. You, 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 you deal with that, you got to deal with him. We love you. And I, if I could scare you into heaven, I'd do it. I'm just a messenger. i got to tell you the truth. I'll stand before God one day. Not only First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy. Fight the good fight of faith. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Titus. The blessed hope. The glorious appearing. Philemon. Yes. Somebody did wrong. Philemon. Somebody was done wrong. And somebody had to make it right. Paul said, whatever he owes, put on my account. Oh, yes, I love it. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Jesus destroyed the one that had the power over death, which is the devil. The devil had power over death. But wait a minute. Jesus said, behold, I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. Hold the keys to the death and hell. You know what that's what Easter's all about? You know what that's the resurrection uh, Sunday's all about? Oh, yes. James, submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. First Peter, Second Peter, be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
He's doing it right now in your life. You're saying, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to all this stuff. Don't you listen to the devil. Don't you listen to the devil. Don't you listen to the devil. You think about everything you've got to do today. Don't you listen to the devil. Uh-uh. No, no. Don't turn God off. He walks about as a roaring lion, sick you made of our. Who withstands steadfast in the faith? First and second Peter. First and second, third John. There are many antichrists. Beloved, believe it not every spirit, but test the spirit, see whether it be of God or not. First John 4, 1. So many people are duped by the devil today. Living a lie, thinking today there's no consequence of sin. There's no, there's no consequence of sin. I can do what I want to do. It doesn't matter. No, no. The Lord loves you. But he's calling us to him. And Jude, Michael the archangel, does not even rebuke the devil, but says, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. We come to the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. The devil rages down to the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. Revelation 20 and verse 10, John says at the end of the great white throne judgment that was depicted a moment ago, when God will say, I didn't know you, I never knew you, depart from me, you that work iniquity. Whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. A lot of people play church. They're here today. Some of you are playing games with God now, but God knows your heart. You can't say you're, my blood's on your hands. Nobody here can say you're, my blood's on your hands. I'm not what I ought to be, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Amen. And you better get right with God. Can you hear me? You better get right with God. You better stop playing with your life. You better stop putting it off, and you better get serious about it. Why? Because the devil rages down through the ages, but the devil's been overcome by God's only son. He's going to be thrown in the lake of fire. I'm telling you, this is more than a drama. This is the word of God. Jesus will come again. Stand to your feet.